I'm Whitney Barbary, and you have dropped in on the Full Flavored Life and Business Podcast. That is right. In this podcast, we build a full flavored life and business. We don't show up as the light version of ourselves or the decaf version of ourselves. No, we do not. So we make a lot of impact here and we make a lot of income here and we don't apologize for either of it. So if you are ready to learn from a six figure business coach who loves Jesus and who loves business, let's dive into the episode. All right, podcast peeps. You guys are my, you guys are my day ones because you guys show up and listen to this podcast, even when I'm not remotely consistent, even when I tell you guys, I'm so sorry for not being consistent and I'm going to be consistent. And then I'm not consistent. You still show up and listen to this podcast every time I drop an episode. And it's been a month, like almost a month to the day, almost since I dropped an episode. And I just do things when I feel led. I mean, there could be some part of maybe I work a little too much in the feminine and not enough in the masculine. So a little too much feminine, go with the flow, do what you want, listen to your intuition, feel what, like, you know, do what feels fun. Probably could be leaning a little more into the masculine where there's systems and processes and strategies and calendars and we're, you know, scheduling things and (laughs) leaning into commitments, all the things. But I don't know. I feel like the last like two years that you guys that have like my OGs, like I said, you guys have watched me kind of change. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm actually on a walk right now. I feel really expansive. I feel really abundant. I feel um, really clear today. So I'm doing the podcast on a walk. You know, technically, if I was being very masculine and professional, I'd be at my office on my iMac with my fancy microphone, but I'm not, I'm on a walk. So you might hear dogs barking. You might hear, sounds like there's a guy with a weed eater over a couple houses over from the street I'm walking on. You might hear the wind blowing and kind of whirring into my AirPods, but I, I just do my best work. I get into the flow when I'm not feeling restricted to, I really, I don't, maybe it's the ADHD. I have a really hard time going to my office and just sitting there at a desk and staring at a wall and talking into a mic. It's hard for me to do that. You guys are going to get my best gold nuggets. Um, yeah. See like the wind's blowing right now. It's probably catching in my AirPods. You guys are going to get the best gold nuggets from me when I'm like walking when now I was about to say when I'm out in nature, let me, let me clarify this. I am not an outdoor person as far as like, don't ask me to go camping because the answer is going to be no every single time. I don't want to go camping. I don't want to sleep in a cabin. I sure as heck I'm not sleeping in a tent. I don't want to build bonfires. I don't want to have to like cook my own food over a campfire. Um, I don't like being out in bugs. I don't want to get rained on. I don't want to be ever too hot or too cold. So I just don't really ever want to be mildly uncomfortable at all. Um, But I like being in nature as far as I love going for walks. I love looking at nature. You know, I just don't want to be in it. So I'm cool being like walking in the street right now and then looking to my left and seeing all these cute houses in this neighborhood and then looking to the right and seeing like I live in the Midwest. I live in Indiana. So you can be like looking at expansive cornfields that just don't seem to end. And then there's trees behind them and, and woods and greenery. And there's these huge open fields. It makes me feel very expansive. So 
when I say like, I like being outside in nature, I don't want you to get it confused with like, I'm the kind of person that wants to go hiking and I want to sleep outside in a tent. I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. Like, I just, I just feel like I have to clarify that. Um, so I'm also, it's, it, the weather's turning. I think it's only like 45 degrees outside right now. So I'm breathing a little hard because I'm like talking and walking and it's also cold and the wind is hitting me and it's like, oh, like you're doing that. Like oh, I'm trying to talk, but I'm also trying to breathe and it's so cold on my face and my nose is getting cold and my fingers feel like ice cubes. I thought it was going to be warmer because the sun is out, but that's not what's happening. I'm also drinking coffee. So if I stop and you don't hear me talk for like 10 seconds, I'm, I'm walking with my coffee. This is me. This is part of me like filling my cup every day. Like I'm making sure that I'm getting sunshine. I make, cause I need that vitamin D for my anxiety and my mental health. So I'm making sure that I'm getting sunshine. I'm making sure that I'm filling my cup every day. I am the most important person in my business. Now I have no notes for this podcast. I was just, I just went and had breakfast by myself. I was thinking, um, I drive about 30 minutes away from my house, multiple mornings a week. And I drive to this little historic town that's like, like I said, about 30 minutes from my house. Cute little historic town in Indiana. And like a registered historic town. And it's so sweet here. It's the sweetest little town. It's so eclectic. There's such a little small hometown feel. I'm really obsessed with it. And so I was just out here having breakfast by myself. And then my next plan was to immediately go down to the coffee shop that I always hang out with. And I love the, the uh, baristas there and I love the coffee shop owner and I'm there all the time, multiple times a week. Sometimes I sit there for hours and hours and hours. And then I got to thinking about things over breakfast. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk and <clears throat> I'm just going to hit record and we're just going to talk about things. We're just going to have like, you know, we're going to, I want you to imagine that you and I are on a walk together and you're drinking your coffee or your tea or whatever you drink in the morning. Right, and I'm drinking my coffee, my decaf, because <laughs> I don't do caffeine. Nobody needs Whitney on caffeine. Let's let's just say that. My Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I got it from this little coffee shop, but I could see their coffee tubs under their counter. It's Dunkin' Donuts, which I'm all for because I love just regular like Dunkin' Donuts roast. I really do love it. So I was like, I just want to talk about some things with my people. I haven't caught up with them in a while. So what's been going on with me? <clears throat> Joking on my coffee. Here's the funny thing. I don't have a podcast editor. I am the podcast editor and I don't know how to edit stuff like that out. So when I choke on my coffee mid-sentence, you just get to hear it because I don't know how to edit it out. So what's been going on with me? Well, let me catch you up. Um, I, last night, uh, you guys know, I don't get super into my numbers, but every once in a while I will check my numbers to kind of see where I am. Last night, I realized that I am at $190,000 for the year. Is that insane? $190,000 for 2022, which I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to try to change directions because that wins. $190,000 for the year. I made $110,000. Can you guys hear the leaves blowing across the, it's so pretty outside the lee, like the trees are just turning orange and gold and, and brown and it's so pretty, but some of them are starting to fall off the trees and they're like blowing across the street and they look so cute. So 
I made $110,000 last year, and I'm at already at $190,000 this year, which means I will have doubled, doubled. By the end of this year, my income will have been doubled, right? Because I've pretty much already matched my income, and I know I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna hit at least, you know, like 210, 220,000. So I'll have doubled my income from last year, which is amazing because in spring of this year, I pretty much burnt a lot of my business down. I just wasn't feeling it. And there was a lot of offers in my business I wasn't feeling, to be honest. There was quite a few clients I had that were very, very unaligned. And so, you know, we just didn't continue working together when their time was up. And that happens, right? I've been in business almost five years. So that, that happens. There, there's clients that settle in your world and feel very, like they, they settle, right? Like there's a connection. It's like dating. There's a connection and they settle and they stay. And I have clients like, you know, I ended my one-on-one -on -one time with a client this year and she'd been with me almost three years. Almost three years she'd been with me. I've had clients who ended their time with me this year after coaching with me for two years. I had another client who ended her time with me in the spring of this year. She'd been with me for two and a half years. I have clients that as of this fall have now been with me for a year. So there's clients that stay in my world for a long time, but then there's clients that, oh, here comes a, a tractor. There's clients that eventually, yes, they, they end their time with me. We don't work together forever. And I've been thinking a lot about that. And here's what's interesting, the more that I think about it. As I was thinking about it, I was like, <clears throat> I used to really beat myself up when people left my world. And like I said, it wasn't happening all the time. There was like a percentage of clients that would come into my world and stay. And then there was a percentage of clients that would come into my world and they would get what they needed for me, like inside of one, maybe six month container, like one-on-one -on -one or a mastermind. And then they would, they would move on. And I used to really get upset when people would move on because I would think that that meant that there was something wrong with me that I couldn't keep people. But really like all that was happening was I also wasn't training my brain to focus on the people that were staying. Like one person's time would end with me and they would choose not to renew and they would go move on, join a different program, hire a different coach, whatever. And I would really make that mean something about me. And I would be thinking to myself, everybody leaves. I can't keep anyone. No one wants to stick around. I'm so sorry guys, I know the wind is blowing. Nobody wants to stick around and coach with me because I'm not a good coach. Like if I, had, if I was a better coach, if I had, like more powerful containers, people would just stay with me all the time because I was looking at these other coaches in the space and I was just assuming that their clients never leave. Like I was like, oh, their clients never leave. But we never really know the ins and outs of someone's business, right? Like we really have no idea what's going on behind the scenes because in reality, and we're all guilty of it, including me, we would much rather show our highlight reels than show the real stuff going on in our businesses. So I'm looking at all these other coaches thinking like, oh, wow, their clients never leave, right? Like all, like all, like 98% of their clients always renew and always continue. But, but when I was thinking that, so when a client would leave my space, I didn't look at it like, oh, amazing. I served that client with what they needed at the time. And now they're going to spread their wings and fly and they're going to move on to something else now. Like I was the, I was what they needed in the moment. I mean, some of it, some of us don't want to look at it like this. But like I was the stepping stone, right? Like maybe I was the stepping stone on their journey to wherever they were going next. And we always want to make that wrong, right? We're like, well, if I was a better coach, no one would leave, but nobody's going to stay in your world forever. But then what would happen was 
I wouldn't be looking at the people that were staying in my world. I would completely lose sight of the fact that yes, maybe that client did come work with you for six months and then move on. Okay. But what about the client that you currently have right now that's been with you two years? That's been with you for nine months. That's been with you for a year and a half. That's bought that, you know, that client that just keeps buying your programs over and over and over again. They can't get enough of you. They're buying this, they're buying that. And so in the last couple of weeks, I've really just become so thankful, so, so thankful for, and I apologize about the wind, you guys. I'm almost afraid to listen to this back and hear how bad the wind sounds, but I've become so thankful for the people in my world that are leaning in and are resting here and um, settling in my world. And I see them. And if, if you were one of them, I see you. Those of you that you joined your next five and then you wanted to also join Full Flavored Experience, which is my year-long program. Like you just get access to everything that I offer, right? And then you guys are buying my little $50 masterclasses. And then you guys are jumping into my $200 three-week programs. I want you guys to know that I see you. I see you. Like I see you settling in my world and working with me over and over and over again in all these different programs, all these different offers, all these different containers. And I don't ever wanna to get to a place in my business where I'm taking that lightly and I'm so focused on who's not staying that I don't see who is staying. And I really think there's some of you out there that need that message for yourself. Where are you getting way too caught up in who's not staying that you can't even appreciate the people that are? Because what I'm really learning is the clients that, because here's what would happen. I would launch these offers. Of course, I choose the one road where there's a giant, giant dump truck coming and there's a tractor and like out of all the streets I could have went down, I get on this one and then who turns on this street? A giant truck. So you're going to hear it. I apologize. Hopefully they'll drive by quickly. I'll give them a second. Ugh. I'm like, I chose this road because <clears throat> it looked very quiet. And then every truck, trailer, tractor, dump truck turned on this road after I got on it. Okay. He's moving on down the street. Um, what was I saying? Oh, so there's people that are showing me they're settled, settling in my world. And they're here for the long-term coaching, long-term relationship, long-term mentorship with me. They just keep buying my stuff over and over again. And how many of us are losing sight of that? Because what would happen is I would launch these pro, oh, this is what I was going to say. <clears throat> I would launch these offers. I would launch these programs. And for the longest time, for like a little bit of this year, a couple months, I kept thinking that something was going wrong because the same people kept buying my offers over and over again. Do you see what I'm saying? So for instance, I would launch like a $44 masterclass and somebody would buy it. And then I would launch like a three week group program, like a week later. And the same people that bought the masterclass were buying the group program. And I was like, okay, so maybe let's say I had 20 people sign up for an offer and I would go look at the names and I'd be like, well, like 17 of these are all clients that I already have. Only three of these people are new clients. I thought something was wrong with me because I thought like, no, you're supposed to be getting tons of new people into all your offers. If the only people buying your offers over and over again are current clients, then something's gone wrong. You should be getting new people all the time. 
Like if you're not signing new people all the time, then you're doing something wrong. And then I had this realization where I was like, no, wait, these people are settling into my world. It's not a problem that 75 to 80% of the people that buy my offers are people that have bought a bunch of other offers or they're already current clients and they're just buying more things. That doesn't mean I'm doing something wrong. That doesn't mean my marketing's not working. That doesn't mean that like, I'm never gonna get new clients. It means that the people that are working with you now are settling in your world. Like if somebody joins one thing of yours, and then they join the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and they and they sign up for your next five offers or programs or whatever or they keep renewing with you over and over again this is like the biggest compliment they're settling with you they feel safe with you they feel comfort in your space they feel safe to kind of unpack and build a home here and be with you in long-term service long-term care long-term mentorship you holding the space for them they want to have a home here they're basically saying to you, I found my home. I'm good here. This is not a problem. This is an amazing thing. And when I realized that, not only did it take all the pressure off that I was putting on myself, where I was like, you got to find more people. You got to find more people. Uh-oh, you, you, you had 20 people sign up for this offer and 17 of them are current clients and only three of them are new people. So you're doing something wrong. Not only did it take me out of that hamster wheel, well, I was like, no, this is exactly how it should be. This means that I'm delivering. This means that what I'm putting out is good. This means that my clients feel safe with me. This means that they're getting results and they want to continue to be in my world and get results. These are dream clients. This isn't a problem. These are dream clients. So not only did it take me off of that hamster wheel, right? It also brought this deep, 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 immense amount of gratitude for the people that are joining my offers over and over again. Because not only... Are they paying me? Which means they're helping me support my little family, which is amazing. And they support me to live this life that I love so much. I also have so much deep respect and being able to witness their expansion in all these different containers as they continue to grow, as they're hungry to learn, as they're hungry to expand, as their businesses start to take off, as they start to come home to themselves. Like that was one thing that I was like, wow, this isn't a problem. I'm telling you guys, all the trucks, all the tractors, all the mufflers happening. Like this isn't a problem. This is an amazing thing. And so I just have so much deep gratitude for those of you in my world that buy my programs and my offers over and over again, because what that says to me is, Whitney, we trust you. We love you. We appreciate you. We recognize the gift that you carry. We don't want to be anywhere else but here. We love being in your space. We get so many um, transformations being in your world because if you're not helping people get transformation, they're not going to buy from you over and over again. Or if they do, I mean, it's only going to happen for so long. And then eventually they're going to be like, okay, I'm not buying anything else because this ain't working. Right? So that's something is, is me really looking at, <clears throat> okay, I'm at $190,000 for this year already. I'll well cross over the $200,000 mark. And every one of those dollars represents a relationship that I've built and someone's life and business that I've touched and the way that I'm showing up and owning my gifts. That's what all of that stuff represents to me. The money is amazing. Absolutely. Of course, the money is amazing. But so much deeper than the money are the relationships that I've built, my long-term clients who I get to actually do life with, who become like friends, 
who become like family, who I get to bring on this journey with me as I grow and expand and evolve. And I get to show them how to do it in their own businesses so they can support their families. That is amazing to me. Amazing, amazing, amazing to me. And if we were going to get back into the conversation of, you know, clients leaving your space, I also want to encourage someone with this. Like I did have a client leave my world recently who had been with me for like, I don't know, a year and a half, two years. And it really caught me. It did catch me off guard and it did come out of the blue. And this is someone that I love dearly and I respect dearly and I honor dearly. But I did receive a message from this person saying, hey, she wanted to leave one of my high level containers. Um, this is somebody that had been telling me for, you know, the whole time we've been working together, which, like I said, a year and a half, two years, um, we had a lot of conversations where she did express, like, I don't know what I'd do without you. Like, you helped me change my life. I can't imagine working with anyone else. I'm never going to work with anyone else. Like, I'm trying to go to the top. I want to go there with you. Like, you're my person. I just adore you. And so I kind of thought that's where we were, right? And then I get this message where she, you know, I'm on vacation. And then I get this message while I'm on vacation that she wants to leave my high-level container. She wants to leave one of my high-level programs. And she wants all of her money back. And she's telling me she doesn't feel aligned with me anymore. And she doesn't like the container. And, you know, this doesn't happen a lot, truly. Like, when it, I will say this, you know, when it does happen, it feels terrible. I'm not going to lie. It feels really bad. And I will say, because all of us that are service-based entrepreneurs, people are going to quit. This is just how humans work. Some of your people are going to quit. They're going to want to leave. They're going to want refunds. They're going to kind of get demandy right? They're going to project all their stuff onto you. And you have to be able to hold space for them while also holding space for your own feelings that you're feeling. Because if you're in my world, you're in a relationship business. You're just not in this looking at people as dollar signs, right? You're in a relationship business. So you are building relationships with your clients and your customers. And so when someone's not happy with you, when someone's kind of projecting onto you and making you think that all of their decisions are your fault and it's something you're doing and um, kind of making you feel like bad or not good enough or like your container's not good enough. It can be, it's hard. And so you, one, I don't want anyone that's in my world to ever think that because you're an entrepreneur and you own a business that you have to separate any and all emotions and you're not allowed to have any. Like it should never be this like, oh, just suck it up and get over it. Like, you know what I mean? Customers come and go, just get over it. That, that's not the vibe. And all that's really going to do is bottle up inside of you. And then it's all going to come out eventually. So you, you get to hold, not only do you need to, you have to learn how to hold space for them. You also get to hold space for yourself. You deserve that because I'm sorry. I know, especially as Christians, we're taught differently, but I really believe that a lot of times we have to put ourselves before other people. So if you need to take a second to breathe and focus on you and what you're feeling and you don't have to jump just because this other person is saying jump, don't, right? Because I always say this, the person showing up to your business every day is the most important person because this is the person interacting with your clients. This is the person building your business. This is the person coaching your clients. You know, you have to be in your own mind, right? You have to be in your own emotions. 
So don't ever feel bad about taking time to check in no matter what a client is doing, saying, not doing, not saying, projecting onto you, asking for, demanding. People want to break their agreements and then they want to blame you for the reason they want to do that. And if it hurts your feelings, that is okay. And if it feels bad, that is okay. And if it kind of pisses you off, that is okay. Don't make yourself wrong for having emotions. You just need to own them. Right? And the first thing we want to do, because this is just the nature of it, right? Clients come, clients go. 95% of your clients will come. They will get what they need from you. And they will either move on or they will stay in your world for a long time and they will settle there. And that's also amazing. But you're going to have this 5% of clients. Maybe it happens once every six months, once a year, where somebody leaves your world. They want their money back or they want to quit or they don't want to finish paying what they agreed to pay. And then they're going to project it on you. Right? It, it just happens. We're running businesses. I always tell my clients when this happens to them, I'm like, okay, let's not make it a big deal. I said, I want you to think of like Target right? How many returns do you think that the average target store gets a day? I have no idea what it is, but I should Google it. I'm sure you can find that statistic somewhere. Target sells things all day, every day. And then every single day, Target gets people that bring stuff back, right? They change their mind. They don't like it. It didn't fit the way they wanted. Maybe they got buyer's remorse, they bring the TV back, they bring the jeans back, they bring the shoes back, right? They buy the, you know, Instapot, then they decide they don't want it. Sometimes people get things home and then the product doesn't work and they bring it back. Target's not making that mean anything about them statistically. This is just how it goes when when you're in a business and you're dealing with humans, right? Humans are wild. They do all kinds of things. They say all kinds of things. So this even got me thinking about like even recently when this client left my world and it was really hard because I thought we were like, you know, the ride or die. She was coming with me. This was somebody that I had allowed to coach my students inside of my Your Next Five program, right? And I only do that with people that I assume are going to be around for a while because I don't want to, right? It's kind of like dating. It's like you don't want to bring people around your kids if you don't really know if the relationship is solid and then they're just going to be gone, you don't want your kids getting attached. So I only bring people into my programs to coach my students that I think are going to be in my world for a while and already have been in my world for a while. And I know they understand my systems and processes and concepts and I trust them to coach my clients. So this person has been to my house, you know, they live probably 12 hours from me, but they've been to my home with me and my husband. Like they've, they've stayed the night at my house. So of course it was hard when this happened. Of course it hurt my feelings when this happened, right? Because there's Whitney, the, the entrepreneur, but then there's also Whitney, the human. And you guys are also humans. Again, I just feel like somebody out there needs to hear this. Yes, you're an entrepreneur, but you're also a human. You have a human brain. You have human experiences. You feel things and it's okay to feel things. And I don't want you making yourself wrong for having emotions. You're not wrong for having emotions. You're allowed to have them, right? But... I, I've been feeling for a while that I was stepping into this next level of myself. And I knew that when this happened, it was becoming an invitation for me to see what are you going to do here? Are you going to crack? Are you going to be loosey goosey with your boundaries and your standards? Because you consider this person a friend, what are you going to do here? Because at the end of the day, I, this is a business 
right? This is a business that I'm running. This is how I support my family. I have like employees, like I have people that I pay who, who depend on what I pay them to support their families. And on, you know, regardless of all that, to honor who I want to be as a person and what feels good to me and what doesn't. And so letting people break commitments that they've made doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel in alignment to me. It doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't go along with the, the entrepreneur, the leader that I'm stepping into. And how can I model these kinds of things for my clients if I'm being very loosey goosey in my personal life? So I, I really, it was a hard, it was a hard invitation. It was an uncomfortable invitation, but it was an invitation for me to step into like who my business is in a place of transition and I don't mean physically, you guys will understand this. Like, I mean, mentally, emotionally, energetically, like a whole new level of leadership. I'm stepping into a new level of myself as a leader and as a human and as somebody that respects her business enough and respects her time enough and respects her containers enough to hold people to their agreements, to hold people to their commitments, even when they're upset about it. And I just feel like this, you know, this is part of being a leader is that a lot of times in things like this, I have to go first. As leaders, we have to go first a lot of times with our clients. And so I'm saying all this to give you the permission that you need, that you are allowed to uphold your standards. You're allowed to uphold your boundaries. You're allowed to uphold your terms and agreements, right? You're allowed to say, no, you can't just break your commitment because you've changed your mind or shiny object syndrome and you want to go off and do something else or whatever it is. And it doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a mean person. And I also want to say this, just because upholding a boundary feels uncomfortable, it also doesn't mean that you're, you're doing it wrong. Sometimes we think that if something feels bad or feels uncomfortable, it means that we're like doing it wrong. We've made the wrong decision or we're going down the wrong path. No, that is not what that means. It does not mean that you made the wrong decision because it feels hard and uncomfortable. Actually, I want you to think about growing pains. Of course it feels uncomfortable. It's growing pains. You're growing, you're stretching, you're evolving, but your future self is going to thank you for it. I was just talking to a friend, I think it was the day before yesterday, I was talking to my friend Kate, she's also a business coach, and I was just saying to her, all this uncomfortable stuff that you and I are walking through right now, it feels terrible, but I also know it's going to make us millions of dollars on the other side because the lessons that I am learning is going to make me millions of dollars. Whether I make a million dollars next year or the year after or five years from now, it's going to make me a lot of money because of who I'm growing into and the, the next level of leadership that I'm stepping into. Does that make sense what I'm saying, you guys? I hope you can really hear what I'm saying. Some of you, you know, for the longest time, I've been um, working with a lot of newbies in business and I love my newbies. I love my new business owners. I love the ones that are just trying to make their first dollar. They're just trying to sign their first client. I mean, that is truly what my program, Your Next Five, is all about. I love them. I have noticed that in the last, especially the last six months, 
I'm getting a lot of people into my world that are in a much more advanced place in their business. And this conversation is going to be especially important to you because you are in places where you're having to take your business more seriously. You're having to have stronger boundaries. You're having to have higher standards. You're going to start feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm like leaving my clients behind. Like I have all these OG day one clients and the things that I'm doing, I'm like having to leave people behind. You think that you're leaving people behind, but I want you to hear me on this. You're always giving people the invitation to rise with you. If they choose not to take it, that does not mean that you left them behind. They chose to stay where they are and that doesn't make them wrong. You're not wrong for moving ahead and they're not wrong for choosing to stay where they are, right? We always want to make them wrong or we want to make us wrong. We always want somebody to be wrong, but actually what if everybody was right? If they're not ready to come with you to the next level, then they're just not. And that is okay, right? But you can't make yourself wrong just because every single person in your world doesn't go to the next level, but you also can't continue to play small just to make everybody in your world more comfortable. I mean, listen, you guys, like about a year and a half ago, I started really, really, really shifting how I was showing up, who I was being, you know, I was stepping into my next level of business. I was stepping into my next level of leadership, all the things I was growing and evolving. And I would actually get emails or get voice messages from clients where they would actually, these were like current clients that were paying me, like one-on-one clients that were paying me, you know, decent money at the time to coach them one-on-one. And they would say to me, well, I guess, I don't know. I've just been feeling lately like I'm not your ideal client anymore. I guess you're just outgrowing me. I guess you're leaving me behind. Your content really triggers me. I guess I'm just one of those sad little business owners that you're always talking about, which if you guys read my content, I don't even use the word sad business owners. I would never refer to anyone that way, right? I don't consider people like at levels that are better or worse than someone else. And so I noticed that my clients were really, they were internalizing things and then they were projecting their own crap onto me. Oh, I guess I'm just one of those sad little coaches that doesn't make $10,000 a month that you think is so sad. And they would say these things to my face. Like, oh yeah, I guess it's just so pitiful that I only make $1,000 a month. And I'm like, when did I call you pitiful? What are you talking about? And they'd say, oh, well, I guess I'm not your, and these are multiple different clients. Oh, I guess I'm not your ideal client anymore. I've just been reading your emails and watching your content and noticing that I'm not really, I guess, I guess I'm not your ideal client. I guess you're outgrowing me. I guess you're leaving me behind. I guess I'm not good enough to work with you anymore. But the crazy thing was a year and a half ago, I internalized that stuff. I thought they were right. I felt bad, you know, because we're taught as women, especially as Christian women, be the good girl. Don't hurt anyone's feelings. Don't make anyone uncomfortable. You know, if you grow and evolve and someone else isn't ready to grow and evolve, you're leaving them behind and that's bad. That's wrong of you. You're bad. And so I internalized this stuff and I found myself shrinking back and kind of starting to play small so that my clients could feel comfortable. But here's the crazy thing. Not only was it not, clearly it wasn't serving me, it wasn't even serving them. It was not serving them for me to play small so that they could be more comfortable because then where was the, um, when would they ever be motivated to grow and expand? If I was playing small so that they could be comfortable, I was basically reinforcing to them that, yeah, you can, you can continue to be small. You can continue to play small. That's fine. Yeah, I just, I won't grow until you guys are comfortable with me growing. I'll just stay really small. That is not me being in in integrity as a leader. 
Because who wants to hire a leader that's letting their clients and letting their audience dictate when they can and can't grow? How could I ever sell you guys a container where I say to you, hey, if you come work with me one-on-one or hey, if you come join my mastermind, I'm going to help you expand. I'm going to help you grow. I'm going to help you evolve. How could I ever say that to my clients if, if I was letting 2% of my clients make me feel bad for growing and then I stopped growing and I stopped evolving and I played small and I was people pleasing and I was telling them what they wanted to hear and I was you know, hiding my gifts because I didn't want to get too big for them. How does that serve them and how does it serve me and how does it serve any of my future clients? I mean, think about it. Would you guys want to hire me? If you got to know me and then realized I was playing really small and I was letting one or two of my clients dictate how I show up and if I wasn't owning my gifts and I wasn't owning my big bigness and I never raised my prices and I just did what everybody wanted all the time and everybody, you know, every time someone had a temper tantrum and said, give me my money back, I don't want to do this. I just gave everybody their money back and I didn't hold my boundaries and I didn't hold my standards and I didn't have any integrity. Would you guys ever want to work with me? Of course not. Of course not. And I wouldn't blame you. So I don't know, you know, I didn't have notes for this. Like I said, I was on a walk. I just wanted to freestyle. I just think some of you really needed to hear this. You either, either you're in a place where you're experiencing this and you needed me to be a leader and go first and then share what I've learned with you or You're super, super new in business and you haven't had any of these experiences, but you needed to hear this because one day when you do, you're going to remember my words. You're going to remember me in your head. So either way, no matter which side of the spectrum you fall on, I want to be there to encourage you and lead you. Even if you're not a paying client, even if you've never paid me for a thing, right? I want to, I want to encourage you and I want to be your mentor. So if you are listening to this in real time, I haven't looked at my calendar today. I believe it's October 21st, 2022. It's either the 20th or the 21st. I think it's the 21st. Here are some ways you can plug into my world right now. I am taking (coughs) deposits for one-on-one private coaching with me. I do not have an opening until mid-January. That date is getting pushed back all the time. Your deposit will hold your spot. Now, there's two ways you can do this. You can either make a deposit And then it holds your spot, right, for mid-January. Or you can actually either pay in full completely for the package or you can start making your monthly payments. Like you don't just pay a deposit. We go ahead and get you on a payment plan. If you start making the monthly payments, not only will we start coaching together mid-January, you're going to get access to all of my programs and all of my masterclasses from now until when we start, and then you will continue to get them after we start. So I actually have some clients that won't start till some, one start, two start in November, one starts December, one starts the beginning of January. They're already making their monthly payments. So um, instead of the deposit, they opted for just, I want to, I just want to start making all my monthly payments. So I actually will get it paid off, but now they're getting access to all of my other programs. So They're not really having to wait to start with me. They're only having to wait to get the one-on-one, but they're already getting to dive into my programs and my offers. So there's that. I'm also going to be starting the drip on Monday, October 24th. Um, The drip is, um, it is going to be a three, it's actually about three weeks and two days of a boxer container where there's going to be a group in the boxer container. Nobody else can post. Nobody else can leave voice messages, but me. And it's just going to be me 
dropping in multiple times a day for three weeks and just, just dripping out everything that's coming to me, all of the shifts that I'm having, all the transformations that I'm having, <clears throat> things that I'm working through with clients, things that I'm working through with my own coach, any way that I got dysregulated and I had to coach myself, um, moves that I'm making behind the scenes in my business, my thoughts on the industry, my thoughts on coaching, my thoughts on making money. It really is basically just an outlet for me to be able to say and download and drip out whatever it is that I want to say and download and drip out because I feel like I don't have an outlet for all this stuff that I just want to impart and share with people. That is the drip. Okay. If you go into the show notes, you can sign up for the drip. If you're listening to this in real time on Friday, you can get in for 222. At 9 p.m. on Friday, the price goes up to 333. There is a payment plan, but I suggest that you jump in, get into the show notes the second that you hear this. And then the only other thing that I think I really would probably feel like is worth mentioning right now is full flavored embodiment starts on Monday, October 24th. This is a group coaching program. So over the next three weeks, starting on Monday, there's going to be multiple live trainings. There's going to be multiple live Q and A's. And then you're going to get access to all of the replays. You're going to get lifetime access to all of the replays. We are working on, basically, if I could sum it up in a sentence, I'm going to teach you how to become a client magnet. I'm going to teach you how to get paid by being yourself. I'm going to teach you how to become the physical embodiment of what your clients want and what they desire the most so that you don't have to chase clients. They will come and seek you out. They will show up at your door, money in hand, ready to buy. So no more chasing clients. You'll be creating clients organically. That $190,000 I've made this year, I don't run ads and I don't cold DM people. It's amazing. I'm going to teach you how to launch an offer and sell out all of my pre-sale spots in 12 hours. How I have people DMing me asking how much it is to work with me so they can start saving up now. How I have people paying me hundreds of dollars a month knowing that they're going to be on a wait list and not even be able to start with me for two months. How am I creating this? It's because I embody everything that it is that my clients want and desire, not from a place of faking it till you make it, from a place of I truly embody what it is that they want because I'm doing all the work for myself. Does that make sense? I'm going to show you how to do that inside a full flavored embodiment. We start on Monday. Like I said, it's three weeks. There's going to be multiple trainings a week and there's going to be multiple Q and A's and you get lifetime access to all of that. It is $777 paid in full, or you can make three monthly payments or you can, or I'm sorry, it's $777 paid in full, or you can make two monthly payments or you can make three monthly payments. You can also split up in payments if you need to. Okay, so I will also put those links into the show notes. I highly suggest you jump in. I will see you guys inside of one of those programs and I will see you on the next episode of the podcast. Hey, if you're ready to make your first thousand dollars, your first $10,000, and then all the way up to your first $100,000, I'm inviting you to get on the wait list for my program, Courageous Heartpreneur. It's the six-figure self-concept, all the mindset, all the magnetic messaging, and all the soulful selling that you need to create that first thousand, ten thousand, and hundred thousand. If you go to WhitneyBarbary.com forward slash courageous, you can get on the wait list because the doors are opening back up again very soon. All right, I'll see you inside the program.